0: Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Sam from Walsh Mastermind. I'm back today with uh, another client interview for you guys um, with my client, Kyle. And I'm uh, really excited to be uh, talking to Kyle today. Kyle actually uh, finished his recruiting process. he has been probably almost half a year ago, but uh, we haven't been able to get together till now. Kyle just came back from uh, an amazing study abroad trip. And so, Glad to finally be able to get together with him. Um, wanted to come on here and just have him share his experiences with the recruiting with you guys. Kyle was um, really, really successful with his process. Got multiple offers. Um, and so clearly he did a lot of things right. And uh, just wanted you guys to be able to benefit from uh, his experience. So Kyle, thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to everyone today. Yeah,
1: thanks for uh, having me. happy to talk.
0: Awesome, man. So why don't we start off by um if you could just kind of introduce yourself a little bit um let people know kind of you know your background and like this is kind of like your profile um so we can yeah. level set on you know what like where you were when you first started uh thinking about banking
1: yeah, so I like come from a background where like finance is always present in my life like my dad was. Uh, an investment banker mm. um, and like people at my school, it, it was a target school. So they were um, also like, I had older friends who had done investment banking, mm-hmm. um, but I never really knew what that was. or mm. Like I didn't really even know like finance was like, was interested in it. And then um, I was like trying to study for interviews without actually knowing what it was that I was studying for. And it was really difficult. Um, so then I I think an advertisement came up on like my Facebook for uh, for Wall Street Mastermind. And then I reached out to you because I was uh, really motivated because I knew that um, this was something I wanted to do. So I wanted to make sure I had all the tools possible and wasn't, um, you know, like letting things go to waste or leaving things on the table. Yeah. I was going to do it. I wanted to do it right. So yeah. um, that was, so. and I, and part of my background was that a lot of people I, I saw that were like, um, were really ahead of me in the process that I didn't think were like any smarter than me. I think they just were exposed to different concepts earlier. So um, once I got the tools, it was like a, it was a really good experience from there.
0: Got it. That's uh that's really interesting. So you were exposed to banking really early on then because your dad was a banker, right?
1: Yeah, Is only dad, like conceptually. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't know any like the specifics of you know what he was doing.
0: I see. It's one of those things where it's like you know your dad's a banker, but you don't know what the what he's doing day to day, with the job. was like,
1: doing. and I was like working with companies, and like I heard the word EBITDA a lot. So
0: was, yeah. <laughs> right. So. Like what made you interested in banking in the first place? Was it just like, hey, you felt like your dad had a pretty cool job or like what? Yeah, I
1: think it was like sort of twofold. Um, So my initial interest was just, I want to like get a good job. And everyone's telling me that, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So everyone was telling me that investment banking is the place to go. Get a good foundation, learn a lot, and then you could do different things if you want to. Mm. So like that sounded good to me. Without even knowing what investment banking was. And then once I started like doing more research and like looking at some of the modules and actually understanding what it was that I was like signing up for, then I got new reasons for doing investment banking. Then I liked, you know, looking at companies. I liked uh sort of like the process of understanding strengths and weaknesses and um, sort of like learning about the culture of the office. And then I became, you know, want to invest in banking for those reasons.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I I still remember from our first conversation, like before you became a client, like the very first time we talked, um, I really liked the way you put it or you described it at the time. I don't know if you remember, but uh, you basically talked about, two types of security. You said there was like security of the mind, which is knowing that you're going to gain a skill set that you can apply anywhere, right? Which is really important. Um, And obviously like financial security, which is self-explanatory. Like everybody cares about that because it's important, right? To be able to um, have a good lifestyle. So um, I thought that was a very elegant way of putting it. And I really like that. Um, So, uh, okay. So you, and your dad, like he was, How long did he do banking for? It was like 20 years or something?
1: He did um, investment banking. Um, I think it was less than that. Then he went to private equity. He Uh, did that for a while too.
0: Got it. Okay, so he did banking. But he was very familiar with what you were trying to get into because he had actually gone through it himself.
1: Yeah. Like
0: like a lot of times we have um, clients who want to do the program and uh, they have to explain to their parents what they were trying to do. Their parents are like, I don't I, like, I don't understand why you need help on getting a job. Like, I didn't have help getting my job, but I guess your dad, having been through the industry, he knew how competitive and how difficult it was. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: and he had a lot of good advice to give as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of his advice too was like, it's it's a good thing to get help from smart people. Mm. Um, so that was you know another lesson that I took from him.
0: Yeah. So I guess like the obvious question that a lot of listeners would probably have is like, well, if your dad was already in banking, like why why do you even need help from Sam? Like why even bother, you know, yeah. Wall Street Mastermind? Like just have your dad help you, right? I think like
1: the interview process has changed a lot from when he was involved in it. Mm. So he had a lot of good advice, understand the concepts it was really helpful going through that with him. Then there are certain like nuances and subtleties in the interview process that he's just not familiar with. Um, Cause it's like, it's, you know, recently the interview process has changed. Yeah. Um, like the way people network has changed. I mean, not like, not like that much, but I think you were helpful in like sort of getting me situated and the networking process and the and understanding how interviews are supposed to go today. Yeah. So, I mean, I think like maybe I could have done it, you know, just using him as a resource, but I mean, two heads are better than one.
0: Mm-hmm. At least
1: that's what I thought. And, uh, you know, extra help. Yeah. It, it didn't hurt at all. I mean, and it, it turned, it turned out to be like the perfect thing for me.
0: Yeah. Basically, the two, getting help from your dad and getting help from me, it's not mutually exclusive, basically. It's like you can – your mentality is just – you can never have too much help when it comes to something as important as your career.
1: Exactly. And I I understand – I understood the importance of it. Yeah. So I was willing to go to, you know, any length to put myself in the best position to be successful.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, the other thing, too, is probably – uh your dad's super busy right like he still works and
1: yeah yeah that was a big thing i mean he's he's yeah, yeah. he's crushing it he's doing a lot right now so
0: right he's running a business right and- right
1: right he he runs a business now he's um you know incredibly hard working so
0: right and so he has to- a full-time job his full-time job is not really to just help you recruit 24-7. Of course, he's happy to help you, but... Right, I know, that's, that's
1: your full-time job.
0: Right. So, <laughs> so you're like, having someone that is on call 24-7 is just, it's probably better than having to bug your dad all the time and be like, hey...
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I certainly reached out to him all the time, um, but I um, reached out to you all the time as well.
0: Right, right. And it's good because then you can uh, you can probably also bounce what we're telling you off of each other just to make sure that hey, like you know what Sam is saying is actually making sense or what your dad is telling you is actually making sense. Like just
1: right, yeah. Part of um, like the learning process for me was initially learning concepts, you know, from you and then discussing them mm. with my dad and then the concepts would solidify that way in my mind mm,
0: got it okay very cool so prior to coming to Wall Street Mastermind I had like obviously you had already started uh, preparing for recruiting on your own a little bit already right like I think at the time yeah. um you had applied to maybe Morgan Stanley already right but you were holding off on all the other banks because um, I think partially you hadn't networked with people yet. And then the other thing was uh, you didn't pre- feel prepared for interviews, right? Right. Like, yeah, that was
1: that was the big thing.
0: Yeah. And I think when you came to me, it was like mid-June, uh, like summer between your sophomore and junior year. So you were a rising junior, right?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and yeah. so recruiting recruiting nowadays, by, by the time you are Uh, sophomore summer it's uh, it's already well underway right right Um, and so can you talk a little bit about just what you had done up to that point on your own prior to coming here? like what were the other resources that you have been using how did you go about like preparing how did you go about learning like how to network how did you you know learn the technicals and behaviors what were you doing
1: So I initially went to, um, all those info sessions that, I mean, I was, I guess, lucky enough to go to a school that, um, that had those. So like representatives from a couple of the banks came down to the school and spoke to us Mm -hmm. and then at those, uh, you know, meetings, I'd get their card and, and email them afterwards thanking them. Mm -hmm. So that was like my initial networking.
0: Mm -hmm. I,
1: I got the, uh. Like the The book of like four hundred investment banking questions right. and uh, I was just like just reading those and then trying to learn that way yeah but that was more just like memorizing stuff rather than like actually learning
0: yeah.
1: which was a which was the biggest um switch that I think I, that helped me the most was mm-hmm. understanding concepts, not just like memorizing the questions and
0: answers
1: yeah so i I had that book. And then I thought I was networking enough. And then I remember I told you, like, yeah, like, emailed, like, 12 people. And you were like, you need to email, like, 1,200 people. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So that was a good realization, too. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, maybe maybe not 1,200. I mean, 1,200, if you're really bad at it, then you might <laughs> do 1,200, but... Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, that was hyperbolic, but, yeah. I mean, you, you, you get the gist.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I remember... Uh, when we talked when we first talked I think you said you reached out to maybe like 20 people mostly people in your personal network right a lot of alumni because you do go to a target school right and um but at the time like how were those conversations going like how did you feel walking away from those conversations uh
1: like like I like they were friendly um I liked the people a lot and um my the this my questions the quality of my questions definitely improved over time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was really good also like at the time I was interning somewhere, and even the people who worked with me said that the quality of my questions improved, which mm-hmm. I think was an indicator that I was learning mm-hmm. um, and I remember coming away from conversations um, I think I was also like not asking the right questions all the time. So, right. I, was getting, I was getting a sense of, like, the culture at their firms, you which know. was helpful, and I learned a little, like, I would ask them about stuff they're working on, but I wasn't able to actually understand what they were saying.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, you didn't really feel like, you didn't really get a sense, like, coming away from the conversation, like, oh, like, I impressed them, or this guy's gonna refer me for an interview, or that was, like you know well, ultimately i i, I
1: um, yeah so i definitely came away with like uh like thinking positively about the interactions mm-hmm. and um in general i i didn't have any like bad conversations yeah but definitely over time i felt better and better about it
0: got it okay um cuz you know we always tell everyone like the purpose of networking is like to get them to actually refer you right a lot yeah. of people they think that networking is this thing where you just you do it you talk to everyone and have a pleasant conversation and then hopefully they'll remember your name when you apply or something the the, the chances of that happening is i mean it's way too passive right, right. um we always, we we just treat uh networking as like another it's like the audition for the actual interview, right? You're trying to win the person over um, and ideally you, you get them to the point where they're willing to go out of their way to help you. Right. Yeah. Um, and so you feel like you got a lot better at that um, after doing our program.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um, I, once I started understanding sort of the importance and ways to, to network well, yeah. Um, I think I improved a lot and, uh, I met a lot of cool people also. Yeah. I, was, I was able to meet with them in person too, which I know not everyone has the opportunity to do that. Right. But if you can meet in person too, it's, it's, um, I think it's a lot more meaningful and it's easier to make a good impression.
0: Yeah. And how, um, cause like, you know, I think one thing that people aren't, don't understand about networking too is like, it's not like a push thing, meaning like you can't really push them to help you because you have no leverage, right? It right. has to be a pull thing where you make them proactively want to help you, where you get them to the point where they actually offer to help you without yeah, yeah. necessarily asking them to do it, right? Right.
1: And I was, I was uh, pleasantly surprised um, with how, like, how willing people are to help. And then, like through this experience, I sort of learned that, um, you know, like just a lot of good people in the process. Wow. Everyone got helped, so people are um, often like more than happy to to help other people because I don't think anyone got to the spot that they're at without a little bit of help. Right. Um, that sentiment was definitely relayed to me over and over.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, like that sort of made me confident and you know asking people for help just the knowledge that people are like really nice about it and and really willing to help most of the time and right. if they don't respond to your email it's not because like um they think poorly of you it's just because they're busy and like um you know in general they, they're still willing to help you uh in their heart you know even if they don't like respond to your email or something that right.
0: right well i mean the way I, the way i tell people think about it is Look, uh, bankers are super busy, right? They're working, whatever, 80, 90, 100 hours a week. And, you know, you're most likely just a stranger to them, right? And so a lot of students are reaching out to them at the same time, like right around recruiting, basically. And they don't have time to talk to every single person. So it's not personal, um, but you have to give them a good reason to, choose to give you 30 minutes of their time than to give it to someone else, right? Definitely, yeah. And, and if you are lucky enough to get, be the person they choose to talk to, then you also have to like use that time well and and basically impress them, right? You have to stand out because at the end of the day, like people, people want to help. I think like it's people's nature to want to help. But at the end of the day, um, there's not much, they don't get much out of this for, like, helping some kid out, right? Like, they're, they're really just doing it out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah, um, yeah. But nobody wants to do that if it's going to make them look bad or if there's a downside. Like, if you're not a good candidate. Right. I getting-
1: think, yeah. It's helpful, like, not to come across entitled in any way. Right. And just to come across, like, you know, like you just want some help and like you respect the person that you're, you're asking for help yeah. Um, and uh, just be really humble. And when you're approaching people and I think that was helpful too.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, at the end of the day, the reason why you were able to get so much help from people through your networking was because you had to come off as like a very strong candidate, right? Like nobody wants to, refer someone who's going to be a loser. Everyone. Right,
1: right. You need to, it's, it's, yeah, it's like twofold. You need to, uh, sort of like the balancing act you need to make yourself look like, uh, very, you know, qualified and like you need to come across very hardworking, yep. um, you know, stress like your talents and when you, when you can, but also, uh, realize that like the person you're speaking to most likely or almost a hundred percent knows more than you do. So,
0: yeah. In other words, in other words you have to be good at answering behavioral questions about yourself, right. And representing yourself the right way. And then you have to be good at asking the right questions and not asking the wrong questions. Right. I mean, that's basically all there is to it when it's working is you got to be able to answer questions and you got to be able to ask the right questions right and, yeah and
1: you, and you were helpful in that process for sure
0: yeah for sure um cool man so then networking was a big thing obviously nowadays you got to network if you want to get interviews um and Definitely. on the interview side itself so you were mentioning like yeah i use the 400 questions guy which a lot of people use right um it's almost like the industry standard i want to say um, right. but you said you were just memorizing stuff as opposed to like, understanding everything conceptually. Like, why do you yeah. feel like you can't just understand stuff conceptually from reading the guides? Because they they try to teach you the concepts, too, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, well, at least for me personally, um, I'm more of, like, an active learner. Mm. I learn best when I can see and, like, do things.
0: Mm.
1: So it was, it, was, uh, it was sort of hard for me to, like, um, just read and, and learn that way. Um, I think a lot of people, too, are, like, active learners. Yeah. I like think You encode things best when you're, like, um, like more active with the material.
0: So meaning, like, if you had someone actually teaching it to you and explaining things to yeah. you.
1: Yeah. And then also, like, mock interviews were incredibly helpful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that was probably, like, like, one of the most helpful things that we did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think we did, like four or five mock interviews. And yeah,
1: like I wanted to interview like all the time. I was like every, any, any free moment I had, I was like, let's just do a quick mock.
0: Yeah. No, you definitely, you definitely were very um, proactive about, uh, practicing your interview answers and whatnot, which is great. Cause that's what it takes. Right. Uh, yeah. a lot yeah. of times like people do mock interviews with themselves or with a friend who doesn't really know that much more than them. And, um, it almost kind of defeats the purpose because you're not, you, you can't give yourself feedback, right? Or like someone who's not yeah ahead of you, they can't be giving you super good feedback. Like you want to do mock interviews with people that are a lot better than you at, yeah, yeah. at interviewing so they can point out the things that you might not see yourself, right?
1: Yeah. Being, yeah. And the opportunity to be challenged was helpful. Yeah. Not that's another thing in the book. It's hard to like, you know, like get challenged by someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Cause it's like a sort of like, a, it's hard to make it like a dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was also an area that was helpful.
0: Right, and I, I think that um, a lot of times, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have experiences, but when you're reading something on a page, like, in that moment when you're reading it, everything seems to make sense, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly
0: right, but then, like, if we remove the the text from like you know like we remove the the interview guide from in front of you, and then we ask you a question and ask you to actually verbalize that concept, then all of a sudden you're not able to do it, right yeah, like, like being able to like reading comprehension and Actually, being able to verbalize a concept—that's like there's two different levels there, right? Right.
1: Hundred um, percent.
0: And so I think a lot of times people get lulled into like this false confidence of, oh yeah, I I understand how to do you know DCF or LA yeah, because I read it and it makes sense. Or oh, I've taken an accounting class in school, and so yeah, I understand accounting, But then when they actually get asked a question, then they start stuttering.
1: Right. And then oftentimes they will ask you the question you prepared for and then they'll tweak it a little bit and they'll give a follow up right in which case you need to understand it conceptually
0: right, um,
1: so, right. that's yeah. where that's it's where right. the memorization I think that
0: really help you with all of that yeah that's where the memorization really falls short right cuz if you're just using proof force memorization yeah yeah it'll take you a long time first of all to memorize answers to 400 questions but Second of all, more importantly, they're not going to ask you the exact same question
1: yeah. I will say like it was a helpful resource, but it was more of a compliment right um and not i I wouldn't use it as like my only resource
0: right like once you've learned the concepts, it's good to have like this question bank that you can go back to and practice with and see if you really yeah. really test your knowledge. Oh. With it but that shouldn't be like the way you learn these things in the first place essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Yeah. I think you're the way you describe it, like active learning, like that's, that's a really good way to put it. It's just like, Hey, when you go to school, why do you choose to go to class and learn from a professor? Why don't you just stay in your dorm and read a textbook all day? Right. It's like, right. that's the difference because you learn better when you have a professor explaining things to you and answering your questions and whatnot that's kind of how we try to help our
1: clients learn the technical. Yeah, it was like, one of my teachers put well, actually like a few weeks ago, yeah. we we're reading um, Descartes and he was like, well, you guys could just you know, go back to your dorm and read this. But like the reason why they pay me is to give this, you know, like context so you can read it and understand sort of like what was happening at the time the author wrote it, how this stuff can be applied. So it was cool to, like, you know, read about a concept and then talk to you about, like, how people actually use it in the real world. Right. It's really, right. like, what is ibadah, And you can give me an example. And we can talk about, like, you know, real-life things that are happening. So Getting right. Right. some of, like, context was helpful, too.
0: yeah, And so <clears throat> the other part of interviewing besides technicals is obviously behavioral interviews, right? Um, yeah. And so... Like, I know you have been preparing your behaviorals trying to come into the program, right? But I think the biggest thing for you was, you know, you knew how you would answer these questions, but you weren't really sure. Like, you didn't have feedback on whether your answers were good. Yeah. yeah. Getting the
1: answers to be concise was um, one of the most important things. That mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I knew sort of stories in my head, but, like, presenting them is the key so
0: yeah.
1: also I, I love the process of like thinking about behaviorals yeah because it made me reflect on like my life and what's important to me and the things that I've done that have shaped me and that are impressive yeah. um so like that exploration I thought was awesome
0: like yeah.
1: I, yeah. I, I, love, I love preparing for those
0: yeah so like what do we do exactly on the behavioral side? Like, what do you, what did you feel like was helpful? So I,
1: <clears throat> I remember we would, uh, so I would like write down my, my uh, stories and it's like it's one thing to write them down, but then we would, you know, get on the phone, do mock interviews and um, actually speaking through them and uh, learning to say it in like a fluid way which was, that was really helpful. And you'd also like help me, um, you know, pick and choose the important points and which points were sort of less important and which ones could go uh, for the sake of like fluidity or, or timing. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, we did a lot of that. And then you you were like just really helpful in helping me understand what an interviewer wants to hear. Yeah. Um, so I can sort of shape my, my stories the right way.
0: Yeah. I guess with the behaviorals, that's one of the biggest challenges is that unlike technicals, there's not like a standard right or wrong answer where, Hey, if you just say these words or these sentences, then you're going to get the answer. Right. It's like highly subjective. Right. But, um, was that like like not, you're not going to find an interview guy that's going to be able to tell you. Hey, say this about Kyle, and then you're golden, right? Like, yeah, you kind of you kind exactly. of need to know, like, hey, what what is a how does an interviewer in banking think about this stuff, and what are they looking for, and how do I tailor my stories and my experiences to whatever it is that they're looking for, right? Right, in an and still genuine way.
1: Exactly. I think the key was keeping everything genuine.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Sometimes like the story would be great, but there was a, you know, an angle or a takeaway that I wasn't stressing that you saw in the story that would, you know, be applicable to banking. Right. So understanding like different takeaways. Like, you know, I think this is a good example of, you know, me being like a team player, but it could also be like, you know, me being hardworking or something. Right. Seeing different angles was, was interesting.
0: Right. And you know, that type of feedback, it's like, since you came up with the answers yourself in the first place, you're not gonna be the person who's able to identify those things yourself, right? Cause like, usually what what it's like, whatever you wrote, that's your baby, right? Like, right,
1: like, yeah, so it's, yeah, getting an outside perspective is is, is helpful because of, like, I'm talking about something that I did, of course I'm gonna be attached to it and it's hard for me to look objectively of something that I just wrote
0: right yeah I feel like behaviorals is one the one thing uh, throughout this recruiting process like a lot of times people are like yeah I don't know if my behavior is good enough and I'm like okay well then like what do you think you need to do to get better at it and they're like you know just spend more time on it and like try harder or keep like keep practicing it or something and that's not really the case with behaviorals because not ide- not being able to identify the improvements you need to make. That's not something that just gets resolved with more time. Right. that's actually no. like, it's actually just like, you need someone else to do it for you. You can't like spending more time on it. You're just shredding water essentially.
1: Right. I think uh, some people can do it on their own, but it's really difficult just being able to like take a step back and like get outside of their head. But, uh, certainly having someone else helps the process. Um, very much
0: right right absolutely so you okay so then you went to the program and then you started in mid-june um when did you like get your first offer
1: um i think i got like the, the first interview i did i got an offer yep um i forget when that was but Uh, maybe
0: it was still during the the summer, right?
1: It was still during the summer. Yeah. Maybe in in July.
0: Yeah. So like about a month in basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm learned so much in that month.
0: Yeah. And ultimately in the end, how many offers did you end up getting? Three. Okay. And are you um, willing to tell people what offers you got?
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, P.J. Solomon, Deutsche Bank, and Bank of America.
0: Okay. And which one did you end up taking?
1: Bank of America.
0: Okay. Which makes sense. <laughs> that's probably yeah. probably the best bank out of three. So that's that's phenomenal, man. I mean, so you went from, you know, feeling kind of not very confident, like not confident enough to apply to banks, and not confident enough to reach out to people in mid-June to a month, probably a month to two months. Because you got all three of your offers before the junior year started, right? Yeah. So within a month or two, you basically had three offers lined up and then you were done with recruiting, which is perfect because you had to go abroad for your fall semester of junior year, right? Right.
1: Yeah. The the timeline worked out really well.
0: So that was always the goal is like, because you could recruit into your junior year i mean obviously the longer it takes probably the fewer options you're going to have but your goal was always like i want to be done with this process yeah it was over okay and
1: I, and I had a lot of you know time to prepare so i just went all out I went all, you went out, all out
0: you went I all went out you, well. i can attest to that like you're i would say you were one of the hardest working um clients definitely like always yeah. a couple of questions and stuff which is great which is exactly what you should do right because you have this resource and yeah. use it yeah
1: um, that was that was i mean i understood that um like i should just ask a- anything and and makes take advantage of this great resource
0: yeah yeah so that's awesome man i mean that's uh look for for the rest of you guys who are listening um that's what's possible right like you know Kyle started in June which like you know like a lot of firms honestly at that point have been recruiting for a while already like summer 2020 recruiting was well underway and uh, he he had a very small window of time to like get up to speed on everything and networking and learn all the technicals and fix all his behaviorals and you know ace those interviews um probably like if you are trying to do like for those of you who are like trying to do all this on your own like the way you gotta think about it is um there's a deadline when it comes to recruiting right and so you know i think if you had all the time in the world to figure out everything you need to figure out then yeah i think everyone could do it eventually right but at the end of the day, it's sort of like a race, like you're racing against the competition to uh, become the most prepared candidate possible in the same amount of time. And so figuring out how you can do that in, in a faster and more efficient way and not just faster. I mean, you want to do things faster, but you want to do them better also. Right.
1: Yeah.
0: And so that's kind of what, you know, we were able to help Kyle accomplish is, Hey, like <clears throat> taking, um, all the things that he needs to do, given him kind of a proven system that he can work through on a, uh, like step-by-step, step, everything's laid out clearly for you. There's no second guessing or doing a bunch of trial and error. It's just like, you knew exactly what to do and you just have to go out and execute on it. Yeah. save you a ton of time. Right. And there's,
1: there's so much information out there. Not all of it is the most important.
0: Yeah, especially
1: when you're like you have a deadline coming up you want to make sure the stuff you're studying is the most important stuff yeah. Um. so it's really helpful to sort of you know be able to focus on uh, the right things and understand you know what was the most pressing yeah. and you know, do that with you
0: yeah it's funny because uh it's funny how you mentioned that you know there's a lot of information out there probably like all the information you're ever going to need on anything in this world is already out there. Right. right. It's called Google. <laughs> right. And so um, I've had people say that, you know, what I'm doing is basically a scam because all the information is already out there and there's no value to what I'm doing. And I'm always like, well, yeah, then you should just go Google everything and see how that works out for you. Right. Because, right. Like everybody has access to Google, but if that's all it took, then everybody would be in banking, right? And right. it's really not that easy, right? Like you yes. have to sift through the information, know what to utilize, what to ignore, how to organize everything and structure it, and like that takes a lot of time. And sometimes, yeah, it's a um, right. and, and that's probably time that unfortunately most candidates just don't have because you guys are students. You have a ton of responsibilities, academics, whatever, extracurriculars, and recruiting keeps happening earlier and earlier. So, you know, nowadays you have to be ready as a sophomore, pretty much.
1: Right. It's crazy. It's crazy.
0: So, anyway, um, Kyle, thank you so much for uh, coming yeah. and sharing your experiences with everyone today. Of course. Uh, I think I'm sure people found this super helpful. Um, For the rest of you, like, look, if you want to achieve a similar type of result like Kyle, you know, not even just getting one offer, but having multiple offers to choose from, um, and you want to do it in the shortest amount of time possible because you know that, hey, recruiting is right around the corner and maybe you feel you're feeling behind and you want a way to accelerate that process and maybe catch up or better yet surpass your competition, um, that's what we're here for, right? So uh, would I would encourage you to reach out to our team. Um, you can schedule a free call with us at, uh, www.wallstreetmastermind.com apply. Um, the street is abbreviated to ST. So it's wallstmastermind.com slash apply. Um, and we'll hop on the phone with you, um, either myself or someone on my team, Uh, we'll talk to you probably for about an hour and just learn more about your situation, Mm -hmm. uh, figure out what you're having trouble with. And then we'll, you know, give you our uh, best advice on uh, what we think you should do. Um, And then if you want our help implementing what we uh, teach you, then, you know, obviously we're happy to talk about that. If it's a good fit. Um, If it's not a good fit, we'll still, you know, give you the advice and uh, point you in whatever direction that we think is going to serve you best. Right. So, Um, Either way, it's a free call. There's no obligations and you got nothing to lose. So I highly encourage you guys to take me up on that. And, uh, you know, a lot of people we've spoken to have found that even just that one call um, helped them tremendously uh, in this recruiting process. Right. So um, again, go and book the free strategy session. And, uh, you know, we look forward to speaking with you. Um, And so Kyle, thank you again. Uh, I don't want to keep you any longer and uh
1: all right thank thank you thank you for
0: everything and uh please keep in touch and uh looking forward to seeing all the success that you have going forward all right appreciate it all right guys that'll be it for today we'll be back next time uh with more interviews for you guys talk soon